if you didn't get a chance, last week I put up an episode called An Oral History of the Will of God. Not authorized by any person, but I'm just such a renegade in this pursuit of the perfect podcast um, that I just had to go with it. But And it was really special to really present a story that you could have received in very different ways to some it was a kind of conversation about how churches are run corporately or spiritually some people realized it's about kind of obedience and leaving your sense of security behind and in all the ways it's about how do i know what's right so i'm really grateful to have put that together and this session is just me kind of processing where I'm at, how I'm thinking about what's ahead, how I'm being honest about how I feel about things. So I am speaking for myself. It's my podcast. That makes sense. This is New Problems, the spiritual gift of encouragement. I think a lot about the difference between existing and living. And that distinction is so difficult to perceive. We can miss something that is dying and not even notice. Because existence is so easy to just assume. What do I mean? I love the city of Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is Brooklyn at half the price. Every band that comes to New York City will have been to Philadelphia the day before or be heading to Philadelphia the day after. I like a city with a National League baseball team. I like a city with black people that matter. I like a city by the water. I like a city with a decent museum. I like a city with artists that put their shit up in the street. I like Philadelphia. But there's a difference between Philadelphia and New York City that's just worth being honest about. Philadelphia is one of the most historically relevant cities In the United States. New York City is the first capital of the United States. Historically, these are incredibly relevant cities. And yet, when I walk around New York City, no one is rocking a musket. They're not dressed like Minutemen. They're not reenacting the Revolutionary War. They're not enacting the original government. And dare I say, Hamilton, the founder of the New York Post, buried at Trinity Church in Lower Manhattan. Hamilton had his moment 200 years later. And now... He feels a little passe. 
Hamilton is passe. Because there's a difference between Philadelphia and New York City. And that difference is certain cities are historically relevant. And certain cities continue to be relevant. New York City is a relevant place locally and globally. It does not exist just because it has always existed. It exists because New York produces life. When I go to Philadelphia, I get what I need. I enjoy what I enjoy. And then I move on. And nothing about Philadelphia follows me. It does not change how I eat in the next season of my life. It does not change how I drink in the next season of my life. It does not change how I think about politics or spirituality or culture. Philadelphia exists like a living museum to a time when it mattered in all the ways I just listed. And I'm not from Philadelphia, so what I'm saying doesn't vex me. But I have to be honest that there is no inevitability in contemporary relevance. You've got to do the work. And as I sit in New York City after a global pandemic, I can't just say, we're going to flip a switch back on and New York City is just going to be one of the places on earth that absolutely matters. Because every part about life, culture, spirituality, we've now designated to our cell phones and Zoom. We've designated all of culture, spirituality, politics, to Zoom and iPhones, but New York City still has a bill to pay. And so with all due respect to all the great memories that we have of Detroit, I don't want New York City to be Detroit. It's vital to understand that existence and living are not the same things. We can keep things existing that have nothing to do with anybody else that isn't just deciding, oh, this thing needs to exist because it exists. Last week, I put up a podcast about my church, Oaks Church, Brooklyn, losing our senior pastor to Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. It's well worth listening to. And I'm really grateful for the wisdom um, in really hearing all of those voices and just really hearing the story behind the narrative and getting a chance to creatively put it together and share it. I'm just so grateful um, I'm just grateful for that chance 
to have been able to do it. And so where am I eight days later? I feel that I do not want to simply maintain a posture of existence. Because a posture of existence, a posture of Philadelphia, a posture that things that exist just continue to exist just because is not good enough for me. I have to listen to that podcast back and have two complementary positions. One, Robert, this is a great move because everyone involved wants to do it. This is a podcast called New Problems. Robert, people are signing up for new problems. That's literally your point. As a person behind a microphone. So if people are choosing new problems, I'm saying absolutely I'm with you. That's 100% true. And on the other side, I have to think, We have a man with immense talent and gifts that looked at the lay of the land and thought, I think my next season of impact of living actually happens in Oregon. What happens? We're at the point where we can look at New York City and look at Oregon and think, you know what, maybe Oregon might serve me and the kingdom better. And the truth is, that's the right assessment. And that bothers me. I failed someone. I failed Tyler. We failed Tyler. And for us not to just make a little bit of space for that accountability. I need to make space for that accountability. Carmelo Anthony, who I've mentioned on this podcast, the basketball player, He chooses to play for the New York Knicks. He settles with being a Portland Trailblazer. Because that's his only option. That's just how regular order works. And we can make spiritual explanations for what I'm trying to describe. But if there's one thing that the Christian scriptures really nail down. Is that things look alive. But they're not. We can make space for that accountability. This is just a vital part of what makes Jesus of Nazareth the potent spiritual voice of his time. It begins with John the Baptist. He looks out at the religious elites the top of the cast and he mentions 
with no uncertain terms. Who warned you that life is going to get dizzy? And you just can't rest on any lineage, on any nationality, any spiritual forefathers that should give you any sense of peace or rest. Here's the quote. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. In another word, we need to have evidence of your life for life to be present in you. Don't say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. John's point is really clear. You can put on the name. You can put on the pants. You can put on the armor. It doesn't make you a warrior. We just cannot rest in the history. We can't rest in whatever legacy Philadelphia is and then feel like we matter. Because the conclusion is clear. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down into the fire. And there are moments when, like John, we can say that the axe is laid to the root of the trees. I am not vexed about Oak Church, Brooklyn. I'm not vexed for anyone because I believe when you make space for new things and new problems and new experiences and the uncertainty of the future, you're going to feel life released in that. But I do have to make space and be a little accountable. I can't just say to myself, we have Abraham as our father. And so the sign of the times don't apply. Because even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. I think the axe was laid at the root of the tree with the pandemic. The axe is laid at the root of the tree when we don't have senior leadership. So, yes, we can do the activities to make a church function. I know enough Excel. Someone knows enough G chords. We have a sound system. Hopefully the electricity bill is paid this month. We can keep a church container contained. But that's not good enough. I can't stuff my face with the quesadilla from Chipotle. I can't stuff my face with TikTok. I can't stuff my face with Instagram and then feel, wow, I had a really great day. No, I'm just existing. That's not good enough. And when there are moments when you see the axe come out, I can't rest on anything historical. I've got to get ready for the fruit. It's really simple. I'm not going to settle for a church 
or a community or a podcast that simply exists. I need it to matter. And what does mattering look like in my faith? It's simple. Truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loses his life will find it and keep it for eternity. The invitation of Good Friday, the invitation of Easter, is not that things will get good again. It's that there are postures in life where the power of God is present. I can't think of Easter as a seasonal, rotational, things will get good again. That's not the point. Easter happens because there was a death. And in the losing of my will, my sense of security, my sense of existence, in that surrender, in that submission, I make space for the power of God to be present. Death is hard. Last week is hard. The pandemic is hard. The axe is laid at the root of the tree and I've got to examine where does the fruit come from? It's simple. Unless the wheat falls into the ground and dies, it really is good for nothing. I have so much faith in what is possible in my life, in this podcast, in my church, in my friendships, in my relationships, in this home. Like, no question. But I've got to accept that life happens when I'm honest about what has been lost and what I'm losing. When Tyler explains the miracle of Mary of Bethany pouring out her oil upon the feet of Jesus. It is a celebration of just the reality that everything I'm holding on to, I get value, has to be released. I've got to end up in a deficit. Because in that deficit, in the loss of the perfume, in the loss of my physical body, in the loss of of the security I get from old friends and new friends just existing with me, I make space for the power of God. We've got so much to be proud of. I have so much to be proud of. But I can't just lay in bed and think, I have Abraham as my father. I have so many episodes of this podcast. I have a job. I have investments. It doesn't matter. I've got to keep getting into a posture which says, 
trees that do not bear fruit don't need to exist, and so they will be thrown into a fire. Yes, we have Abraham as our father. Yes, we had Tyler as our pastor. Yes, I get to live in Williamsburg. Yes, I get to live in Bed-Stuy. Yes, I've got all these incredible things about being a New Yorker. But the evidence of life is not the history. The evidence of life is the fruit. And the fruit only happens when there's a death. There is no promise of Easter without Good Friday. And so every day is not a day I get to wake up and think, what is resurrected? I only can say, what am I holding on to that might need to go? What am I holding on to that's not bearing fruit? What has served me in the past that is not serving me in the season? It's got to die. And we only release, we only sacrifice because we understand that death plus obedience is the place where the power of God comes through. This is not easy. Jesus's biographers all concluded the same thing. Jesus wanted to go down a different way. He wanted to go down a different way. It's tough. But the promise of the Father is the same. I have glorified it. I will glorify it again. I have glorified this life. I will glorify it again. God has glorified my church. God will glorify it again. God has glorified Bridgetown Church. God will glorify it again. God has glorified New York City. God will glorify it again. There are moments that feel like death that are the evidence that the power of God has a place to come through. Because an invisible God is not resting on the history. The in invisible God can only be known through activity. And so for me, to rest on history means I'm living apart from what's possible. I'm really lucky. You know, I have the most beautiful park I've spent a lot of time in. And it's just such a special place for me to go and read and be with friends and drink coffee and walk around and it's the dry cycle and laundry, so I just need 30 minutes to kill so I get to walk around and just incredible memories at Herbert Von King Park. And the main lawn was closed off and they brought in tractors 
to till and remove all of the grass on the lawn. It is just a big pile of dirt. It's a football field size worth of dirt. And then gentlemen came and put seeds in the field. It's closed. Okay, that's that. I'm so excited every time I'm in that park walking around that fenced off area to see the little sprouts. I'm so excited knowing it's going to rain tomorrow because I know that rain has a purpose. I know that the seeds, the grass, the ground that was tilled, that looks like a mud pit right now, actually is going to yield something that's very powerful. We love the invitation of Easter. When Easter is not the guarantee. It's just the opportunity. And in this season where we feel like death, I'm glad that I don't have to plug into a history to feel the security. I just get to feel what's possible knowing that we've only died, but the seeds were thrown for a life to come next. So, I'm not vexed. I'm not vexed. It's an interesting season, and I'm really just grateful to pray with you and for you about myself, about what you're doing, about your community. It's a lot. Um, I want to I wanna read this over myself, and I want to read... I want to read this over myself. I'm not... I, I want to read this over myself because... Um, because I, I don't know what to do, but I, I only know how I can do things. You know, I don't want to be right. I want to just live in the right way. You know, so, um, please receive this since you have been raised with Christ. Strive for the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Therefore, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with hearts of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, Bear with one another and forgive any complaint you may have against someone else. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. For to this you were called as members of one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God.